down all the time. I don't know why. Like, we need some uh, new microphones. I know. I, I feel like level up. you know. Okay, so I I completely agree with you. This is something that I should be looking into because it, it's one of those things. I I I was looking at it very much the same way I was looking at my computer recently. I was looking at my microphone. I've been looking at my microphone, thinking like, should I get a new microphone? No, you shouldn't spend the money. Your microphone is like top of the line. But <laughs> that was something that I said like that. That my my microphone was top of the line a decade ago. You know. Like we started yeah. podcasting in, I think, what, 2013 ish? Because I, I think next year, to this year would be the ninth year, and next year is going to be the uh, the 10th year, the decade. Wowza. Wowza, indeed. Um, so, so yeah, so I, I, I agree with you that it, it I, was, I was, I was looking at, I've, I've always kind of looked at my computer um, and thought, like, like uh, oh, this is like a top of the line computer. I feel like I'm looking at my, my GPU and I feel like it's sagging already. You gotta get a a box of cards. A, apparently, a deck of cards. Yeah. Is, well, aren't you afraid that that would light on fire? That's that is such a crazy thing to say. You think that's a crazy thing to say, and it's not a not crazy, crazy thing to say. I think you it's, think it's, it's you think it's not an incredibly thing sane thing to say. No, I, I don't think that things light on fire because they're in a slightly hotter environment. I don't know. I don't know. But I I always I I did always kind of look at my computer like oh I have a you know a ten seventy. Um, I don't have to replace any parts like these, like this computer is amazing. I have a, how, how long did you think, i7. Like, with what delusion did you think that, like with what length of time did you think? Th this is what I, I mean, this is what I'm talking about right this very second is that you, when you buy something, like when you buy something super top of the line, then for so long, you're like, you're like, yeah, my thing is like amazing. Like this is like obviously like it was one of the best things that you could buy. But even when you bought it, you were using a hard drive, which was old technology. Well, the, well, big. You, I don't know if you remember this because you, because you probably told me this. But big hard drive said that oh SSD, you don't want an SSD because SSDs have a minimum, have a certain amount of times that they can rewrite, and then after that, like it's useless. And I there was this fear of like it's going to get worse over time and like eventually i won't be able to use it yeah what they don't tell you is everything gets worse over time yes That's the part i mean they, uh, I, out. I guess like if if someone would had told me you know you you get an ssd um you'll use it for 10 years and then you're like you know you shouldn't you should replace something by then like you like by by a decade later like most of the parts in your computer are going to be fairly outdated um then they would be like okay so so okay so the ssd won't stay alive for 30 years and nor do i need it to so well, so all of this is to say you got a new computer all this is to say i got a new computer and and elden ring was the game to make it happen um i i will say that before we even get into uh before we even get into elden ring um my i, I had such a strong thought early on in elden ring um i think it the thought occurred exactly when um, you first step out into Limgrave. Um, sure. This is a really early moment um, where you first get a look at like how big the world looks um, and how just like I, I there's no other word than epic kind of like high fantasy. Just how many it, it really reminded me of like I don't know if anything else has has hit this mark other than Shadow of the Colossus. This like decayed destroyed world with these like massive unbelievable monuments that have like crumbled and stuff and like lush like verdant landscape kind of and 
that my first thought upon seeing Limgrave was like, well, well, my first thought was like, this is unbelievable. And then my second thought was my frame rate is 10 is like 10 frames a second. Like my computer cannot handle looking out into this open world, like how rolling this kind of late, these planes are. Um, And my third thought, I guess this is a train of thoughts would be that like this game, you can only experience for the first time once. And that's like really important. Like this is like, uh, you aren't going to get surprised by things in this game again. And there's this, this is like a once in a decade, once in a lifetime game. Like in short, it's uh, like a, a game that you don't want to have a not good time with or like for any reason, you know? Yeah. And, and we could get more into that. I'm I'm still stuttering here and there. And it yeah. is tilting me because I do have right now a top of the line machine. I have a 3080. I have the fastest RAM available. I have a 10700. I I have it all. I have this on one of the fastest SSDs available and I'm still stuttering. And you know, I figured out what it is. It's the anti-cheat. I yeah. don't know why. I don't know how, but when I work around Why the does this game have an anti-cheat? And play it when I work around the anti-cheat and play it offline, the game is completely smooth. Okay. It's it's bizarre. I guess it, it's is it doing some sort of like background, like updating the or like not updating, but like speaking with the handshaking with the server kind of the anti sheet is just making sure that like everything server it side and your like side looking is looking at something like weird about my setup specifically. I don't know if it, it's probably well, yeah, something guess... from like another game. I was like, maybe it's Riot Vanguard, but nobody else is having that problem that I know. Maybe it has to do with auto hotkey scripts or like blitz or something, uh, but I can't figure it out. I've I've tried everything. I've looked up every single uh, fix for it. I've tried every fix. Some things work for a little while, um, but yeah, ultimately, um, this game does have some issues with performance, right? Yeah. And I, I think that leads into what happened to you. Oh, okay. Uh, so... Which is that you played this game for 25 hours and then you lost your save. Yeah, I thought I would soldier through it. I mean, I guess I didn't explain the the, the next part of this. Even I forget that. Um, uh, sadly, I yeah, I played I played twenty five hours of it. Um, I would have big dips, uh, big frame rate dips um, around the time that I would be like going into uh, you know like when you go into the the larger open world or there's a um, like large vista. Um, if if there's if it's trying to um like populate things far away i i struggled to, like the, my computer really struggled to it to do to deal with it so i had a uh a couple of crashes which is not really weird for my computer um as you sure. would know like uh like that happens during valorant which is valorant is not a particularly amazing game and i didn't have it on like insane settings it's but not a particularly amazing game right well <laughs> i think it, valorant <laughs> is a particularly amazing game i don't think that hey, those graphically... are your words you just said that I know that uh, in perpet- that is that's horrible that I have that in perpetuity. But uh, I, I, Valorant is a fantastic game. Um, I don't think that it is uh, the best looking game in the world, and it doesn't need to be. And I usually have the the uh, the graphics kind of turned down, and but it it'll still uh, it'll still uh, crash my computer, and it it would take like ten minutes. <laughs> To get back in so my computer was very much not the best even though in my mind it still kind of was maybe in the same way that like a parent with a child that has that has done nothing that is like uh maybe like 
an unemployed i mean this doesn't make you a worse person uh your employment level but like a just maybe like they're just like a generally terrible person just like just unemployed doing nothing shooting up that age that also doesn't mm. make you a bad person so i don't know where i'm going All with right, this yeah but they still love metaphor, the but... point is that they still love their 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 children and so i still kind of thought like even as my computer took like tw- like 10 minutes 15 minutes to, my, to boot my, up my kid did so well in grade school he's a darling that's he exactly through grade school okay so you finished my metaphor that's exactly it is like in the beginning i remember how in my in the beginning my computer was like top of the line like because at the time the, the highest level of card you get was 1070 1080 so i remember in the beginning i was just like this is you know some of the best computer parts you could possibly get like an i7 um uh like a like a which i guess doesn't matter because there's the numbers after it means something more um and uh so so I've, I've had this you know long held thought of like my computer is great i don't need to do anything to it as it was you know crashing and taking 10 minutes to load up so uh, yeah, my computer crashes every once in a while. Uh, I 25 hours into Elden Ring, uh, my computer crashed, and then when I tried to load it up, it, the save data was corrupted. Um, so I tried to do some things. There's some the, the, some people have talked about this happening before. There, I tried to use a hex editor, and I think I, I the hex editor made it worse. What I should have done is backed up the the files. I think this is like a like this is an obviously like a day one computer tip is like if you're ever editing files or like your yeah, um, yeah. Save like, it do, first. like you're doing hex editing. Like you should ha- save it, have a copy somewhere, and then mess with it. Because if you mess with it and save it, then you'll never. So could not. I tried a couple things with the hex editor, wasn't working. Um, and then finally, like I tried, like I was trying a different thing recommended with the hex editor, and then it would just crash my game instantly. So mm. that was so that's so then it was like yeah, this is unworkable, and I didn't want to play it again. Um, knowing that I was crashing and that I was having these, these like frame rate yeah, uh, issues. And, and it's like, so it's like two things at once, right? It's like your computer is on its last legs, but also the, the PC version of this game, uh, not perfect. It no, is yeah. th- the performance of the game is the worst thing about it. And it is so erratic about who gets it and who doesn't. I feel like if I did a completely clean install, if I wiped my entire computer and installed just Elden Ring, it would probably run perfectly. You, you think know? so? Maybe. I, I mean, would, I, right? I have a, I I have a basically I, completely clean computer. I bet if I installed this game on my laptop, it would run, like, flawlessly. Interesting. I mean, I, I think that uh, for some... To, you're, I think you're always going to run up to a roadblock when it comes to FromSoft and their PC ports because they are clearly not as interested in PC. It's more of an afterthought than Yeah, you have consoles. to wait for Durante to get to it. The uh, the all-star modder who did a lot of the fixes for previous FromSoft games so, on PC. So I do kind of feel like there's just something... That, uh, going on, the, the, the technical issues on PC... Um, I think for a little while this game was like not even on on despite the fact that Metacritic on Steam it was mixed yeah yeah despite the fact that on Metacritic it's a like ninety seven I think which is like ridiculous yeah, ninety seven like a must buy but there, people are playing it on PS fives people are playing it on the Xbox which is apparently uh, working great getting some I, I can deal with frame dips frame dips are fine but stuttering and, and sometimes I'll get rubber band oh yeah rubber banding is weird which is like I, I, wild yeah. That is really weird to have rubber banding in this game, and particularly in this game, because I would think that the online component is not always updating um, in in the way that it would require some sort of weird rubber band. It's you, bizarre. You would, yeah, you would truly think that 
it's only you know the online you would only see rubber banding when you deal with like an invader or something or a co or a friend um because otherwise like shouldn't you like maybe it's just keeping you online to make sure that like you're not screwing with it with the anti-cheat and but otherwise i don't understand why the game like would would even need to be online really yeah so i'm considering like disabling the anti-cheat just playing the game offline but that is a bummer i mean we'll talk more about the specifics of the game uh but all of this led you uh to end up getting a new machine like yes completely new right like you yeah. changed every Not a single, single part yeah every single so this completely isn't even like I, a ship I have of Theseus. this is like a brand new machine i have my new i have my new pc and my old pc my old pc still works in whatever whatever working means um i mean it works I actually, I shouldn't say that it's bad. Like, it plays things, and every once in a while it crashes during Valorant, but it certainly plays things. Um, so what are you going to do with it? I don't know for now. Um, I still have it. Uh, I just have it off to the side in case, like, catastrophic failure for some reason for this PC. Oh, um, yeah. That would be and, scary. Uh, I still, it, it's also the kind of thing where it's like, I don't know if there's anything file-wise that I would need on it. I assume not. Like, I transferred over some of, like, writing stuff, or, like, I have, like, a word document that kind of has like passwords and stuff so i transferred over that kind of stuff um uh none of the passwords are in their full form hackers you won't get that from me but they'll they give me a hint that's mm. the way i do it um but and you know there's a 1070 um friend of the show uh, uh low priority jay was saying like what are you going to do with that um i think it's, it would be improvement for him i think the the biggest problem was probably the processor at some point i don't know if i think i i forget if i had opened it up recently and put in uh cooling gel but uh uh i i think that was probably the biggest because because it, it, it was like a complete like shutdown like black screen restart like during something like valorant and like that just feels odd yeah and you were never t- tracking temps so you don't know if there's like something that well just i mean the, the weird thing like, is that it's bedtime yeah the weird thing is that it would uh like, like if it were a temp issue, I think it would be weird because then it wouldn't real it would you wouldn't be able to turn it on again and then for it to run, you know, in uh, quotations fine because, you know, you'd I would have the crash in Valorant and then and it could have been also been like a hard drive issue or something too. Definitely, like, definitely like, could have been well, a hard drive issue because you'd I would the the last couple moments would be multiple stutters like you would I would hear the same sound replayed. You know what I'm what I'm talking about, right? Like you, yeah. like you hear like that, that sound replayed, like, like a one second sound bite replayed a couple times and the screen freezes and then it's full, you know, on like black screen to reboot right away. Like if I think I would think if it was like a complete crash, like, or a temp issue, the computer might just shut down. And then the yeah. other thing was that it would always restart. And then, you know, it would take me 10, 15 minutes to log back in because my computer was so slow to log on or to like even like boot up and everything and to like get to the point where you could even start accessing programs because it would you know for a while my computer would just be like dealing with too much on startup to like press a program you just like lock it up you know so um i would be able to get back into valorant in 15 minutes and then i could play the rest of the night so if it was a temp issue i don't think it really would have been yeah who knows like that wouldn't have worked like me, you know, burning the temp out, like, like going to such a high temp that it needs to shut down, then re then immediately going back on and immediately like, which the startup seemed like when it was struggling the most. So then like, why wouldn't it have, I don't know. I mean, it could have been anything, but it's a fantastic computer. I got like an, like a, I'm really happy with it. Uh, uh, friend of the show. 
friend of the show, uh, uh, Sean, um, ex-co-host, went to Micro Center, and that is the place to go, obviously. Like, I would recommend nowhere else. Uh, I think I've heard bad things about this this generation of Newegg, um, people having issues with it, the customer support got worse, and that uh, there's some, like, scalping issues or, like, uh, you know, the, the prices aren't quite as good. Because Newegg used to be the place. Um, That's and where so I got all my stuff. So I just I just did a, a complete build from a Micro Center, and the person was, like, so... Uh, happy and healthy, happy and helpful, happy and healthy, Help, happy and healthy. Like I, I just, I talked to like, there was one employee just like standing around, um, uh, like restocking. And then I was like, yeah, who do I, who would I talk to about like building a computer? And then he just leaves restocking. He's like, come over with me. What do you want to do with this? What's, what's going on? What do you, what are you going to play with? The, what are you going to play with this game? And I was like, I'm going to play Elden Ring. And he's like, huh, I'm not interested in Elden Ring. I like cyberpunk. <laughs> so, uh, but he, he's very helpful. He like, he knew everything I, that I would generally, he like recommended a lot of things. I was like, I want to go in this direction. He would say like, you know, he would like point me in a different direction sometimes, but tell me like why and stuff. And I'm very happy with the, the PC. Like it's ridiculous. Uh, it, whenever, uh, going, I remember back to my old PC, it was like, oh my God, it only takes like a minute to boot up in the beginning. I mean, 10 years later, it took a lot longer time and the hard drive is probably fucked up, but but it was like, I was like, damn. And look at these. And like back then it was like, and look at these web pages. They're loading up so quick. You don't even have to wait. It was amazing. Um, and now it now uh, I, I got into the habit where I would turn my computer on, uh, walk away and go make coffee and then come back and like put in the password, then walk away, like use the bath- bathroom. And then by then my computer should be like booted up, ready to go, um, yes. not struggling. Um, and now... It's it happens so quickly that that like I I don't react to every part of like like I turn it on and then there's like a flash for the BIOS and then it asks for you know your your my password right away to get into the computer and then the second like by the time that I, you don't have to en- hit enter you just hit in like the pin for it and then by yeah, the time the last now. keystroke hits the like the last keystroke is hit like it is logged in like it's on the main page and like it boots up discord immediately like i'm into everything like immediately it's crazy obviously like it's a weird thing to get used to i still like have this this brain this thing going on in my brain where like when i walk in the door after work i want to go turn walk in my room turn the computer on leave go make tea and it's like there's just no reason (laughs) there's like so little weight that like why would you even do that it's amazing it's a i have a ryzen uh i think 7800 for the processor no one knows what any of these um b4 b550 carbon um uh and then uh what is it oh shit 3070 i think 3070 ti yeah Uh, i don't know what the difference is with the ti i don't know the differences either i might have just made a 3080 but it's not a ti um it might have been a ray tracing kind of thing i think because he he was like are you interested in ray tracing and i was like yeah i don't want to talk about computers for the next decade so so yes i am interested in, in computers i the the other thing was that to in my computer odyssey is that I built it myself. They, they give an option to build it. But I think I was like, you know what? I've done this before. And mostly building a computer is the easiest, hardest thing you've ever done. Um, because what, the first time you see a computer built, like it is like sort of riding a horse where for the most part, you're just like, oh yeah, I think I'll, I know that for the rest of my life. Like shit just plugs it's, in. Like It's there's just a, like riding a horse. You read the instruction manual and it works. I mean, well, there's the instruction manual for sure. 
But I think it helps more when you see it for the first time and you're just like, this is generally where a graphics card plugs in. This is generally where the PSU goes in. This is where the PCU goes in. This is where you're going to put fans. This is where RAM goes in. Like, once you kind of, like, look at it, what, the first time you've, like, seen a motherboard and, like, where everything goes on the motherboard, a lot of that, like, building should be out of the... Like, the, the hard part is, like, wiring everything with the PSU, but for the most part, like, it, it's something where, like, if you've seen it done, you can kind of just do it again. You can replicate it. And, um... But it's still a nightmarish, horrible thing because if you encounter a, a roadblock, a lot of times it's like like putting it together should be easy for someone that is like somewhat computer illiterate like myself. I mean, like I, I guess there's a there's there's certainly a degree to computer literacy that I have if I can build a PC and um, like install everything on it. But uh, like I, I don't know what to do in a lot of like troubleshooting issues. Uh, like I, like I had the same issue that you originally had where I'm hitting the, I, I built it all together. I put everything in. I'm like, all right, now it's time to go. Let's see if this works or explodes. And I, and I press the button and nothing happens. And it was because like, there was like one wire to like the, the, uh, start button that wasn't correctly placed. Um, and then after that, Elden Ring didn't run for a little while at Elden Ring. Like my, it, it was such a bummer cause you spend $2,000 on a new PC for Elden Ring and then it's not even working. Like it would just, Elden Ring would just crash the instant uh, I turned it on. And uh, I looked, at, I looked at it multiple places for this, and a lot of people are like, had different solutions. But the solution that ended up working was the BIOS had to be updated. It was like a a, a couple uh, months out of date BIOS, and for whatever reason, that was the thing. Like the second that I, I'm lucky because after I after I fiddled with the one wire that was out of place that was going to the um the start button um yeah. after that it turned on and worked fine but it it was crashing with elden ring so it's just like what is going on is it having a problem with the processor or something because people were having problems with ryzen um so i thought like maybe i just need like I, for some people they're just like we're just gonna have to wait till there's a patch which is like what a nightmarish thing to be like there's a game out that you want to play that badly and you have to wait for the patch no but um, well, you figured it out. Yeah, it, end, it did end up being a BIOS thing, and then once the bi once the BIOS solution like once the, the the BIOS was updated, everything clicked, and it was like, oh yeah, I would do this again a million times. This is amazing. This is unbelievable. Like I, I this is like this computer is running everything gorgeously. I even bought a new monitor for it because there was a monitor issue with like syncing the with the monitor's um, refresh rate, and um now you know like it just looks ridiculous. It like things just look insane. It's amazing. So let's talk about Elden Ring. So Ugh, Elden Ring for Elden Ring for uh, the first two areas, Limgrave and Liernia of I've, the Lakes. I w I've been thinking about this. I think that uh, we can talk. I, I, I can probably talk for hours and not say anything specific. I, I think that like if we want to talk about some Limgrave stuff, I'm going to talk about some, it. Like, I'm going to let it all hang out. No. Let me tell you what happens when you get to the volcano. All right? No. I don't need to hear that, but you I think that know. there's so much to be said about Elden Ring before you even get into specifics. So Elden Ring, have you seen this? Have, have you, you heard, heard about one? it? It's um, um, the most popular game on Steam, which is a it's ridiculous an open achievement. World Dark Souls game, right? Uh, I That's guess so. all you got to know. There, we said everything. Done. Okay. We said Q, everything Q, that Q has bumper. to be said. Um, uh, so I said before, I, I think that it that, that like I, I want to talk about. 
I, I feel like it, some of the, the things I would want to talk about more are uh, issues I have or I have heard from other people. Um, which we is, just did all the issues. Which you is not to issues? say, I think there's there's certainly more issues. Um, which is not to say, I think that like right off the bat, I would say Elden Ring is a game that uh, I, I get the strong feeling that a lot of teenagers will remember this as their ocarina. Like this is going to be a this is this is the one of the most important games to come out in a decade. It's one of the greatest games I've ever it, it's, played. It's it's one it's of the a, greatest games a of all time. Hard ten out of ten, despite the Dis- technical yes. issues I'm having. There, there's there's plenty of issues that I have with the game, and th- none of those would like knock a point off of it. If if I had to like write a review for for somewhere, it would be the most comfortable ten I could ever give, even with you know negatives. Um, yes. Th- this is like uh, it, it is very much. Like the, there's so much to be said about the combination of Breath of the Wild because that's what it is. It's like it, it it combines that Breath of the Wild massive open world with with very little direction or input, um, and you are the one to be walking around like turning under turning over the stones and like you know looking into the caves and like seeing like is this something I can do? Is there anything here? I don't know. Like and when you and that that discovery, I think that's so important. Like I I I have heard from some people. Uh, that are like, you know, they still love it, but they're like, I almost would want from to go back to more of a, a Sekiro kind of game where you it's linear. So you encounter a problem and you know that you can beat it right now because that's all you can do. There's nowhere else that you can go. But this sure. is this is a game that like I love the fact that like the game very early on, like the only direction they kind of give you is like, hey, here's the direction towards the first boss, which you should not go to at all at that point in time, because you're just going to get your like your shit pushed in. And the game, I think, quickly teaches you like if you encounter too much of a problem, go off in a different direction. And that 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 the feeling of like, especially early on, um day one when you like encounter something and it's like is there even a guide to explain what this is am i it's, one of the it's interesting also because on the first couple of days we thought this open world doesn't feel like it has a lot in it that yes. that very first area it's it, it's almost like you expect the game to look like a theme park yeah but but really things are kind of tucked away or something will be unassuming at first, right? There will be like a, a crowd of enemies standing around in the lake. And then you go over to it and then a, a giant dragon like swoops out of the sky and crushes them all. And and then a, the boss music starts to play. And it's, uh, it, it's really not like these other open world games you see where it's like, here's a point of interest and here's a point of interest. And uh, there is definitely that to some extent, but it, it's not so uh, easy to spot them all. Yeah. I like, think immediately I, I would agree with you. I think that, so uh, I, th- myself and you to some extent and friend of the show, Sean and m- multiple people that I've, that I've talked to um, do, especially early on have that sense that, the world is is more empty than you'd want it and i guess it's it is like a difference with the breath of the wild and mario odyssey style where like everything in breath of the wild and mario odyssey um exists for a reason more so a little bit more so than in elden ring if you see like two kids playing jump rope in an odyssey if you go over there and jump rope like it's going to give you a star like they like every single element to that world 
is trying to like if you play with it for a second like you'll get something out of it and Elden Ring is is most certainly not like that the the the, the moments are a little bit more spread out which I, I I think is more of a um get getting your expectations right because after the initial um maybe like 10 hours I think I learned enough about the developer's language to know like where would they put something where is a point of interest if something pops up on the map um, then, like, there's probably something there. If you go to a ruins and it's marked on the map as, like, Black Knife Ruins or something, then yeah. it you most definitely has it has something. Like, there's there has to be something there. Um, so, like, once you start to learn some of the language of the the world, I think you get to... Uh, you, you start to understand a little bit more about um, what to look for um, and, and not quite, like you know, expecting something to be around every corner. Every once in a while, there most definitely is, like, a little surprise, like, you know, a body in the open world, and then you enter, and then it, there's, like, a uh, item on it, and it's a weapon or something you might actually use that might be, like, a shocker to you, like, whoa, that's insane, that's for my build. Um, but for the most part, I would say that the open world is, like, the vehicle through which connects the different places you could go. A little bit more. Yeah, um, and, and I and I think the, the thing that I love about uh, these games is sort of I, I like getting involved in the zeitgeist. I like hearing other people's stories about it in a non-spoilery way. And I, I definitely want to have a discussion about the way that people choose to play these games. Uh, but for me, it really is in, in Dark Souls and Dark Souls 2 and 3 and, and Bloodborne. It was like, oh, I found this thing did you find this did you see this oh there was this place where i thought i shouldn't be and i did it anyway and i got this crazy thing and then i used it on this boss and that stuff is always really exciting to me and just like the different trajectories people get uh kind of the same reason why i like action rpgs of like you find this item that changes the way that the game plays for you and then you're just like excited to see other people play or to hear about other people's stories so that you could see what they did. And in this game, that is dialed up to 11 of everybody having like these different experiences. Uh, I know early on, a uh, friend of the show, John, had to re-roll uh, because he was playing the Wretched, which is the class that starts out at level one with nothing. And then he immediately uh, veered off the main path and got trapped he got taken away to another location that you have to fight your way out of you don't get to fast travel there's the only way to do it is to escape and he was just like i have to re-roll and that was like his experience and then he, you know i talked to him about it and he totally did not have to re-roll he he probably didn't but he did not he could game, have worked out totally, yeah you could sprint through like i totally agree with you uh my experience was I got through the first area. I got to the first boss, uh, Margit, in Limgrave. I got destroyed over and over. So I started wandering around at Limgrave. I, I fell into the same trap uh, that he did. And I was playing an astrologer. That's sort of like the int build. So I was playing mostly intelligence, mostly magic. Uh, I fought my way out of that cave, which is like maybe like two or three areas ahead in terms of like levels of like definitely not the place you're supposed to be at the very beginning of the game. But I came across this area that was uh, Celia, the town of sorcery. And I just hung out there, even though it felt like everything was a little bit too strong for me. But 
it was full of spells and it was full of like magical equipment. So I, I spent like, you know, 10, 15 levels there. I ended up like fig there's like this big secret about the town that another character will tell you through his quest line. But I, I found that out beforehand. Out, huh? I figured it out on my own because yeah. it wasn't like it's not super crazy. crazy hard. So I, I figured that out. I got through the boss and I got like a pretty cool weapon. And by the time that I went back to Margit, I just like I, I one shot him. You know, I, I went back there with like di different spells with a different weapon. And I just uh, I just made it happen. And that was my trajectory through the game that just got me really excited about uh, the build I was going. You know, I, I might not have felt that way about intelligence, about like scaling in that direction. Uh, had I stayed in Limgrave, had I headed south to the Weeping Peninsula, because you don't really happen across magic until you get to Lyrnia, until you get to parts of Caleb. So it was really neat that 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 just kind of like happened in that. Well, there actually like... is a big Limgrave magic thing. Huh? Really? There is there is the the ruins that have the oh the, the sorcerers. The, um, yeah, if you yeah. And that's another thing, right? Like that is a, a like key vendor who is like a very important character who some people won't see at yeah. all. Like, they, you know, you just might miss that because they are in a basement of a ruins. Yes. And, and there's something very like brave about those types of design decisions, right? Yeah. Who was I? Um, who uh, I was I was listening to the escapist uh, Yahtzee, which is he's still alive, if you're wondering. Um I, I was I was uh, listening to his review or uh, watching his review of it, and he makes the good point of like the big difference between the American design and the Japanese design right now of the open worlds is the Japanese design allows is like not afraid for you to miss things. The American design is like, well, if we spent money on it, then you have to see it. You know, like uh, yeah, like we spent money heard about that a lot in the discourse around uh, Horizon Forbidden West. Yeah. I'm sure, like, that's, like, I don't know, I, I haven't played it, but I think in Old Horizon, it was, like, you know, things marked on the map. Um, I don't know if it has that Ubisoft style of, like, you go up somewhere, look around, and then it marks, like, these are points of interest on your map, and then you just go to them and, like, check them off the box. Um, but but uh, I, I, I think there's a big reason why Breath of the Wild has, like, changed so many things or has inspired so many major games right now, like uh, Genshin Impact and... Uh, yeah, there's there's better examples of it. Uh, and uh, I really hope that the next like Fallout or Elder Scrolls that we get is more in that vein. That absolutely. Be, I mean, like it's, that, that was the first game in, uh, you know, after open world started to exist. Like that was one of the first games that took things back to an older style of gameplay where, you know, they're not necessarily pointing you in a direction that there's many directions you could go and kind of there's a lot of stuff that you could currently tackle and that all of it is like, you know, it makes it feel very personalized in that in that sense. I, I, I've talked about it before, but but uh, like one of my greatest gaming moments ever was like we uh, like I, we got the switch and I went over to, to I, I banged out of work. I went over to your house um, uh, and we were playing uh, uh, Breath of the Wild. And I kind of just was like, I wonder how big this world is. Like, I want to just go in one direction and like see the and, end and of it. And you climbed past something that like you maybe should not have been able to climb past that at that moment. Yeah, like I, I remember I was like, 
I remember I was in these areas that were just way too hard, and I just started, like, putting food together until I found something that made it so that I could climb further, and normally, like, you, you level up, and, like, I guess you are, like, I forgot how, how some elements of Breath of the Wild work, but I know that you get, like, better climbing strength, and I started, like, climbing up these areas that were, like, probably intentionally built tall enough uh, to dissuade uh, people from at that point in the game from going but because the game gives you the tools like there's just a little wink of a nod a wink and a nod like like well you shouldn't go there right now but if you really wanted to like there's something that can make you you can do that so I just like sat around crafting until I could find stuff that gave let me do that and I ended up like going way off in a direction and finding all this crazy stuff and like having all these unique adventures and like that became like a part of my story of like this is the direction I went and I think in Elden Ring too it's the same kind of thing I, I wasn't as lucky Elden Ring is kind of funny because um this is like a complex issue that is like possibly neither good or bad but I have this is another complaint that I've heard from generally repeated from everybody um myself being one of the loudest voices of this because when I, I my first play before my my computer crash and I lost 25 hours I was doing like deck strength which is like pretty much like what I would always do like high decks and then like a little bit of strength when I'm when I stopped seeing the returns um and uh I wasn't getting anything at all for my build um I started out as a samurai originally which is probably the easiest class to start out with and also probably has the best It gets the best starting weapon. It gets right? the best starting the everything. Yeah, it has very like great hard to replace. Great starting weapon, great starting armor. And if you're going decks and you have the uchi katana um like in that first area you're probably not going to find a great replacement for it. So it kind of felt frustrating 25 hours in using the same weapon and using the same armor and I'm not finding anything for my build. And meanwhile, I'm finding all these like summons, which is a whole, that's it. Like, well, I, I, I will address that, but I'm finding all these like, particularly I'm finding a lot of like magic, magic weapons, uh, summons. And a lot of the crazier stuff that I'm finding is like, uh, and like, I, you know, I, I, all I have to say is, like, there's a lot of bosses, there's a lot of challenges around the world, and if there's something that you're trying to overcome for, like, 30 minutes to an hour, and you're fighting this boss over and over again, like, having unsuccessful tries, till you really get it, till you have a, till both you understand it and have a good run sometimes, uh, and then you finally beat that, and then you get something that's just like, yeah, this is a ma an int-scaling sword, and your decks, like, that sucks. Like, in, in a normal Dark Souls game, it's a linear progression, so for the most part, like, there's no frustrate like if you don't get something for your build it's like yeah i mean well that's what i had to do maybe the next boss will be better but if you if you're going off in different directions and you're fighting this boss and you're like i really want something for me and then you finally overcome it and it's like you're never going to use this it literally in yeah, in, in um, the next 100 hours you will never use this this it, like it thing. does feel that it is kind of telegraphed the type of item you're going to get yes sometimes uh, so, so there is a bit of that, of being like, all right, I'm stuck on this enemy, but he's a magic motherfucker. So he's probably not going to give me what I want. I could come back here later, but sometimes you just get like really absorbed in like, I have to do this now. I'm here. Yes. I, I, I usually, that's the this. way I usually, I generally feel is like, I'm already here. I don't want to walk back here. If I don't go here now, yeah. am I going to go back here? I, like, that's a good question. I don't know if and, I will go yeah, back here. And then there's like the catacombs, which always are ashes the reward i think is always uh summoning ashes yeah i mean i went off in this like i i took the same page out of my breath of the wild book like you want to have that experience where you go way off in a direct like i think the ultimate you kind of had this um i think that the ultimate thing 
is that on your own, without any input, going off in a direction long enough till you find something that is like, oh my god, this is like a build-making, Path of Exile style, like, like I am going to stat around this and do everything around this, and I don't even know when I'm going to replace this. And then you go back to like to those challenges that you were facing in the beginning and maybe you go back to that mainline quest and you like you go back to market the first time the same way that you like you know did kind of this insane sequence break of like i'm in a world that is like basically maybe the third area you should be in and you're in there like like taking insane punches and getting killed in one shot just trying to do whatever you can and then getting some things that are like way outside of like like you're getting way more experience than you should be at that point in time getting way better stuff and then you go back to that first boss and you're like look what i found you know in the open world like this is game breaking at this point this is awesome um and for me i went like way off in this direction had this crazy experience in this like magically wild underground area that you know like it, it, i don't want to even say much more about it but i got like uh you know if people are listening to this podcast we we can assume that they've played some of this yeah but i do i do want to still you know tread lightly um even even with like the amount of like light light spoilers for the opening like all of this is stuff anything we're talking about is stuff that you might do in the first 10 hours 10 yeah, or 12, 10, 12 hours, hours in in like a hundred hour game so I'm already at over a hundred hours. In like, in, okay, in like a two hundred. Like this is an insanely long game. I, I like, I like without without even going that much further into it. Like this is a like the epicness, the the sheer size and scope of this game is like astounding. I think that like one of the I keep coming back to this. Like uh, one of the most just absolutely incredible things about this game. I I love this element to it. Is that there is this uh, immediately when you walk out into the open world, there is this like Yggdrasil massive, like spiritual glowing tree in the world that is like it is so con- continentally like Im- like colossally immense. It reminds me of like Sin from Final Fantasy X of like the size of this is like near incomprehensible it is it is it is the size of like a continent it is it is unbelievable anywhere in the world that you are you can look in a direction and find this tree like it ties the world together it is and ins- it lights it up too yeah like it is just it, it is buck wild it is an insane visual element this game like i i, I think that for me the trade-off early on to, to return a little bit to that like the open world is not maybe rewarding you as much as you expect in the beginning for me this game like makes me want to trot around slowly on the horse like i like it, it brings me back to like a like red dead the original like red dead redemption where i was so immersed in that world that like you sometimes would just be like you know take a trip somewhere to see something or um, you know, trot slowly on the horse because it's been like a long journey or something. And maybe you just want to like to like scroll the, the camera around and look at this area. It's like this is one of the greatest all time looking games that has ever been. And this is also like a collision of both style and uh, pure like technical aspect too. like it is both a astoundingly good looking game and a unbelievable style like it, it is a it is certainly a pinnacle of FromSoft 
stylistic Definitely choices. Some of the most disturbing uh, creatures I've seen. Yeah, but also like the like beautiful areas and like yeah. you really find like a sort of a home into like how each of the areas has a different vibe and and, and I think that that dichotomy is interesting because it really does make you feel like this is a world that's been ruined by the shattering of the Elden Ring, you know? Yeah, so it's like a world you mean like a world where you're like even in ruins this is gorgeous. Like this is an unbelievable like a like a heaven, like a, a, a heavenly version of earth with just like the massive trees and like just crazy like verdant like dark green forests and like deep lakes and stuff i guess like maybe it was a deeper lake at one point but like just like a lake that expands out to to, like massively far in the distance for miles and you're looking at like you know plateaus that rise up like mountains everywhere um just like steep cliffs and like just all this insane visual imagery that is like it's always kind of shocking like there's a lot of times where like the other day you saw me climbing this like tower where it can like induce vertigo like the tower is so high up that is like vomitously high up that when you look over the edge of some of these areas you're just like you just want to throw up like there it is crazy visually like so much so often am i so often am I like reduced to like standing still to pan the camera around. I think to... I've taken more screenshots in this game than any of. Yeah, like I, it's it, it, it's crazy. Like I, I we said this was going to be a. I thought this was going to be a good year for video games. If anything, like tops Elden Ring in game of the year for like literally most of the like for. If anything tops Elden Ring in, like, the visual department, in the gameplay, in, like, overall game of the year, like, this is the greatest year for games. Like, this is, yeah. this, this game is, like, a, it's really astounding. Like, it is, I think it is, like, a, it is, like, a, it is, it is absolutely an achievement. Like, there's so many ways in which this game is an achievement. Um, I don't yeah. even, I don't remember what we were talking about before. But, oh, so, yeah, like, I, I mean, I had the... Like I had that experience where like I went off in the direction and was not finding anything for my build. So like it so that was the kind of the positive, like the silver lining on losing all that data that, that data because it was like, well now I know the initial starting zone and it's not gonna be fun and it's not gonna be um like unique. I'm just gonna go do the things that I already knew where they are. Yeah. On your bang, second time around. And just bang after them out. But, safe. Yeah. but um but uh at least I was gonna go like a spell sword dex build. Uh, index where I could use some of these things. I was going to put enough in mind that like I could use some of these summon ashes. And I guess that's that's like maybe the next thing I wanted to talk about is maybe an overall uh, like like I don't know if this is the great the best direction to go from here, but maybe like an overall like I guess it's fascinating. It's very hard to talk about um, uh, souls, maybe elitism and how uh, summons work in because I'm not I'm not saying like I I have an element of souls elitism definitely and. I think, so it, and I think it's really interesting where you draw those lines and yes. there's a there's a whole like thing to be talked about about how people approach these games like I if I heard that like I, I mean like people I guess at the end of the day if people want to play something the way that they want to play and they're enjoying it then like good and, and I good think on that you, this right? game has like more variety in terms of like the way that people think is appropriate to consume these games. Oh, definitely. If any other game, like you wouldn't hear people talking about like, Oh, well, like let's say you're talking about like horizon forbidden West or, or even like, let's say you're talking about like a Skyrim, like no one's going to be like, Oh, you use magic. I, I don't know. That seems really easy. I only use like a sword. Like, 
that's that's not a conversation that like people have in Skyrim. And I, and I think part of it is that there's no aspect of Skyrim where the actual um, challenge is part of the game, because in Skyrim, it's also like there are difficulty levels. Uh, you can eat 12 wheels of cheese and go from having no health to having a lot of health. So, so there's nothing really like the gameplay, like the difficulty of a game like Skyrim is not part of the art. It's not part of what you're like. It's not about overcoming challenges, right? Yes. Whereas with Souls games, it, it absolutely is about I, that. Like the challenge is ingrained in all of it. Like the the dying is it's a part of the game. It's a, it's a really necessary part of it. It's part of the story of the world. It's part of the fact that uh, you in Souls games, you're always nothing, right? Like you're always like this miserable like wretch, like this whelp. Like in this game, that you, they they like call you like the tarnished. You are this like spirit who has no hope of overcoming. Usually you're like a zombie. The, the basically, usually you're like an un, you're like a chosen undead. You're you're something like that. You're usually like a failure. A, you're usually like have died lore wise prior to the start of this game. Like you're. You're definitely like a, you start out as like a nobody that's like just trying to usually like make it to the capital or kill some you know group of people and like but you really start out as a nothing. Um, yeah, and, and that plays into part of it, right? And it's interesting when people talk about like the way that they consume these games. I, I think about uh, Dark Souls two, and I actually have a, a memory of of when I bought Dark Souls two. Um, they gave you like twenty five percent off of like the, a guide with an art book in it. And I'm like, that's going to be great. I'm going to use this on my second playthrough. And I, so I had the art book and I, and this guide, like it was a, is a combination book. Uh, and I had noticed that uh friend of the show, John was just reading through uh, all of the areas, like areas that we hadn't even seen yet was just like that, like reading the book. Yeah. And that was really interesting to me. Cause I was like, he, he had mentioned something like, oh, you know, if you go over here or something. And I was like, oh, I didn't want to like know that, yeah. you know, and, and like this is where my philosophy is when it comes to like souls elitism. And this is as far as I really take it is it, it is about the discovery for me. And I am really of the belief that if you didn't find something yourself or you didn't find it through some sort of local channel, like if I yeah. were to be like, I can't f figure this out, have has like have either of you figured this out? Like that's as far as I ever want to take it, because I don't want to know about, oh, well, if you just keep going in this direction, eventually something will like open up for like that. That's sort of like where I draw the line. And I, yeah. for me also, uh, that does uh, work into the way that I want to hear about like spoilers, which is I don't I'm actually in any media, uh, super sensitive to spoilers. Like the, the worst fucking thing that somebody could say is like, oh, that movie had a great twist, right? Yeah. Like that's a great way to mo ruin a movie because then the whole time you're we have watching some friends movie, that are whack at that. Holy shit. The whole time you're watching the movie, you're like, all right, what's the twist going to be? Right. And I don't even want to know that. Like, I don't want to know that there's a twist. I don't want to know anything. Like if I'm, if I'm like, sitting there and someone is like oh did you get to the part where uh they they take this away from you it's like no but that would have been like we can assume 
that the game respects your intelligence, that the game has an intelligent narrative, an intelligent way of progressing itself to where if I see something happen, an interesting event, I'm going to be impressed by it. Like, like it's something that they've set up that I want to see. And the moment somebody else tells me that, they're taking that moment away from me. Yeah. And it's a moment that I only get to have once. I, I mean, that's a, that's a lot of this game in general. That's why, I, like, I to, to this, like, you know, ladder of different elitism and, like, what we think of as true souls, I think that, going back to what I said before, too, is, like, you can only experience this once. You can only ever experience this game for the first time. So, like, if your moment of, like, seeing, you know, the first boss or seeing, like, a crazy thing or, you know, hearing... Even, like, a second phase. Like, like if I... Like, imagine having the relief of beating a boss. And, and I'm further ahead in the game, right? So there are cases where, like, I'm getting to bosses before people and I'm, like, you know... A suit, like bosses will have multiple phases. They always have. Uh, but let's say that I didn't know about uh, the second phase of the second boss, right? Where there's like this cutscene in the middle. And then like, that would be, that's an impressive moment when that happens because you feel like, oh, I've got this guy figured out. You bring him down to a certain amount of health and then he just changes the fight up. And someone could take that away from you. Yes, I mean, that's one of our friends that, tried to do that, that, relief, that too. Oh, yeah. That relief away from you. And they're like, oh, well, I'm just telling you about like, a like it's not like a spoiler, like it's just like a mechanic. And it's like, yeah. And, and it's like, I'm not completely in Like sometimes like I will let something slip. It is It is I hard to to talk, like you want to, you like if you see something in this game and I don't know when, like for me, it's been a little bit easier because I lost 25 hours. So it's, pr so, so for me talking to uh, you in front of the show, Ryan Galloway. Thank you, Ryan Galloway and Bumper for the YouTube music. We use the intro and outro. Um, you can get it off the new Albion uh, Bumper uh, Pop Songs 2020. You can find them at YouTube where you can find links to all their merch. Um, uh, he, like, I've been 25 hours behind, so I pretty much can say whatever I want about whatever's going on for the most part because it's probably something that, like, you guys have already done or seen or, like, in, in rare cases, would it be something, like, where it'd be like, oh, I've been to that area plenty of times before. Like, you're telling me that if I go back to this area, this cool thing is there. Like, I think you guys would be more okay with that. Cause it's like, well, I'm not even, you know, I'm not even looking around that area anymore. Like I haven't been in there for a while. Um, so, so for me, it's a little bit easier, but like, I, 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 I agree. Like there's, it, it's hard when you're encountering something and you're like, Whoa, this thing happened. It is so cool. And that's all I'll say. And like, you can't say anything more on it, but that's just the only way I think that, uh, it, it, it really does frustrate me because you're, ruining so much for yourself um like when, if, when if, someone looks if something you, up, you mean? if you look up something like that if you like the the difference between um i went off into a direction i i fought this boss i didn't know what it would drop it dropped a thing and it's perfect i love it it's like i can't wait to use this or it's like changing my build it's like it's a moment for me that like defines the game which yeah. is so different from being like, I looked up online where I could find the strongest sword and then I went and got the strongest sword and now I'm just beating the game with it. Uh, and that's a story that uh, Sean told me. He has a coworker who is just like, yeah, I looked up where the best weapon was and then I just like ran straight to the, because it's an open world, right? So I ran to that area. I ran past everything. Now I have this ridiculous weapon and I'm just crushing it. Yeah. I mean, is that fun? Like, I don't know. I mean, I, I for me, Maybe. I would say. 
for, for I guess for maybe for some people, I would say for me, no, obviously. And I think that that is more so than in any Souls game before. If you're going to have a massive open world, then the idea of the open world, like the existence of the open world, it's like entire like reason for being there, for being open, for giving you different options is to um, like give you have, those moments give you give those you moments to, opportunity to, to, let, to discover things to let you discover and if if you're never going to let yourself discover anything then that's a bummer like you're just like it, it's such a weird way to play this game for me it's such a weird thing like i i, I think that i and I, I like i have I, I i i we would definitely agree on that level of like souls of like when i hear that people is, that is where my elitism sort of begins and ends when, when i like that 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 is where it is like people can like play the game like you know how they want like use this and that but i will like sort of scoff at the idea of like looking things up i guess like for me it is also a weird I, like i can't not say that i don't ha feel weird about it um I, i've always played these like uh in FromSoft games i've always gone with like the decks quick um no health all damage rolling kind of play style of like i'm gonna be up in their face like a thief bandit kind of character um one hit or one mistake is gonna get me killed but i want to like be there and like just barely dodge out of the way of something and then get a couple hits in and like do a big bleed proc or something that's like the way i want to play it and i have always like kind of looked at some of the builds especially like more range builds or magic of like when i've seen playthroughs of them I'm just like I don't know, like I like I don't know know if the people are like it seems like the bosses are built in a different way. Um, I, like I I don't know if that is always fair for me to say, um, uh, but I do certainly think that there's just some things that you can just like ruin the experience. I think that I would start by also saying like I don't know if co-op is great. I feel like that is kind of a weird way to experience things. Like I. I don't think that FromSoft really builds the bosses in such a way to allow for multiple targets. They seem confused by that, and uh, bosses can certainly yeah. like like turn on a dime. I'm not saying that that's not true, um, but but bosses can't oftentimes deal with those multiple targets. Like in this game, uh, more than any, I think this is like the Souls game where it's so complex because of the ashes and because of the summoning thing that. Uh, like, I don't know what difficulty anything is yeah, for so literally anybody. Like, so, so that's interesting also because um, I, I, I don't usually summon help for co-op, but what I do is I do go into other people's games to farm souls. So if there's like a boss that I particularly enjoyed, like with Godric, um, I, I will just like beat him and then hang out there, get summoned and do the fight like a couple of times. And it seems like the health scaling in this game pretty high. Like, like it seems like when you're doing co-op bosses are getting a lot more HP and early on in the game, uh, during that fight, I was actually running out of magic before the boss could even die because they get like so many more resistances, like so much more health that it was tricky. Whereas, it, sometimes it does feel easier to just like do something yourself where it's like this, this boss is like, uh, you know, it's becoming too tanky. I feel like it was easier for me to fight it when it was, you know, just me where I knew where it was going to attack. And now you have this whole ashes of war, this, sorry, this, uh, summoning ashes system, which is if you're playing by yourself, uh, you can summon in a helper, like a, like a monster, 
to help you with bosses and they're an item so you could find rarer stronger ones you can level them up and even in cases where they're not doing a lot of damage, and some of them are doing insane damage, uh, even so, they are taking a little bit of the pressure off of you, and they're not scaling the boss's health at all. Yeah, I think there's that, like, it, it's it's also weird, too, because it's like, this this goes into a larger conversation about, like, the game, I think, I think that this is where, this is the crux of my problem. You know, Dark Souls is thought of as a hard game, right? Like, that is, like, like it is somewhat always been a sort of badge of honor sometimes i talk to other people i've talked to like other people at work that maybe play a little bit of video games or maybe just like play a lot of video games but they just don't like these games in some cases and they're like oh you've beaten you know you like souls like i never can play those games i have such a hard time like they're not for me um and in first like for so long since demon souls this has kind of been the thing of like uh, like like a minor badge of honor in in like in in video games of like of like oh I'm not good at video games I don't beat like you know devil like hard mode devil may cry kind of stuff I don't beat um you know the souls games um but it's so weird because if you take like some of that is like if you just let you know if you take all the options that they're giving you you can really invalidate a lot of the things and like there's so many cheesy ways to get through things that it's like at that point, I think the thing that frustrates me more than anything is it like, well, then don't call it a hard game ever again. Like, like, like if I, I'm fine with it, if there's some sort of like game gamer mutual agreement roundtable, if there can be some sort of like video game UN, if on like the giant pot bomb cast or like, you know, every video game podcast, they can slam the, the gavel and just say like, these games are basically not that hard. Like, get over yourself. They're not that hard. Um, the, the, if you use like if you are going to always encounter things where like you're getting tools that make the bosses easier or make your experience easier. And someone could just play through the game with co-op ashes, um, look yeah. up strats beforehand, um, run to the exact hardest thing, right? The or exact, the, yeah, the, best the, the, the exact best weapon, Le learn, like watch a video on like, Oh, if you're doing strength build, then go in this direction, find this, go in this direction, find this. Here's a thing for your Estes flask over here. Unlock this, kill this boss. This guy's easy. He's going to drop something for your build. I, I, I also think though that people, and, and maybe this is like a, this is also some elitism of uh, people who primarily play single player games aren't used to failure, right? They're they're not used to failing even once. Oh yeah, like yeah, so, like like this is too hard. So if this they die once and then they summon in help, they could still believe to themselves, oh yeah, that was hard, you know, because yeah. they they lost one. And I think that I've been tempered by multiplayer games. I've been tempered by. You know, losing half of the games I play of Valorant, losing half of okay, less less than half of the games I play of League of Legends. Right, I'm a gold player, uh, <laughs> but, but there is sort of that. Uh, when you're a single player gamer, the like you you can adjust the difficulty level of things like most of the time. And yeah, also it, it's interesting because people don't talk about Monster Hunter being hard, but absolutely it is hard. I think people and do, I, I, right? They don't, and I. Maybe they do, uh, but I think that people, for whatever reason, are more acclimated to the idea of like, yeah, this is a this is a co-op game, and you play it co-op. But, but even co-op in Monster Hunter, they they could fuck you up, like the monsters pretty badly. Uh, and I do think uh, personally that Monster Hunter is a more it's a harder game. The harder, like the, the yeah, like the the end ranks things. I think it's harder. I think you know you know here's here is the Dark thing. Souls, Monster Hunter has way less cheese. 
Here's there, the thing. It is absolutely. very hard to cheese. Yeah, absolutely. I think that the that where I get why I get so annoyed about this kind of stuff and what I had to think about, especially with this playthrough. I've never gone in before, and this is a time where I'm going in. And uh, I, like I still think like. In, in my first playthrough with the dex build, all I was getting was a lot of these, like, Ash summon things. I think when I, like, I went, I, I, I told you, like, I went off in the way direction. Like, my big get from that area was an Ash summon thing. And that was very frustrating for me. And it felt like, well, now's the time to go do that first boss. I went off in a way different direction and played for, like, eight hours and uh, found this thing. And it's like, well, you know what? If this is what the game is going to give me, like, you know, are, sh- do you at some point decide to i guess it's like the, the the interesting thing of like people just handicap themselves all the time in this game like they do they they're like you know I, like i i have one friend that's like i don't i don't summon in ashes unless it's a double boss if it's a double boss i'm comfortable summoning in ashes but if it's a single boss i don't summon in ashes and it's like the game doesn't tell you that the game there's nowhere that the well, game tells you that there's also our our friend is does not equip new weapon ryan galloway does not equip new weapons. I don't know if you know this about him. He picks one weapon and he goes through the whole game with it. Weird. And that's interesting because it's not like he's going to find some amazing new weapon for his build. He is using a great sword that you find. The, the um, first one that you find in the first like yes. camp? Yes. That's so weird. That's what he's using. So I, I have heard discussions of people saying this is the hardest Souls game yet. And... I feel like you can only feel that way if you're really handicapping yeah. yourself. Yeah, I mean, like, 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 like if I you're said, like, I don't use any summons, right? Like, I don't use any summons. I don't use. Yeah, I'm not talking about co-op. Uh, I'm talking about because yeah. summons is an even easier I don't thing. Use like, ashes. like I look, I look at that like, like I look at that as a different thing. Like, I have my own. Like, I guess we we all obviously have our own. Like, like this is how you play, or this is what you're okay with. Like, I would never summon in co-op. I would just never do that. Like, if I don't care how they scale it, I always didn't like that. And I like because I was only getting ashes. I was like, you know what? If we're, if like I'm gonna be an elitist about this kind of stuff, like like I'm just gonna try it. Like I'm gonna do like this is what the game is giving me, and this is an element of the game. Like I would like you it there. It, there's somewhat of a balance in there because it uses up your mana. So like without it, I couldn't do my my ashes. Like I would have to either like uh, summon in and then immediately do a mana potion because uh, the um, uh, Ashes of War, which is like the weapons technique kind of thing, um, uses mana. Um, so there's there's a minor balance of that, and then also like you know they usually take a lot of damage. Sometimes they die early on. Then you gotta so you get like an initial good start to the boss, and then maybe it goes worse. But it's it is just it's so weird. Like I I I think it's the easiest Souls game by far. Like if you if you're not like you said like if you're not like um, creating your own handicaps and saying like this is how I play Souls I start i i use the starting weapon i level that up i never switch weapons and armor um i never never level up my vitality because you don't need it i don't want to get hit um i uh never summon in ashes which is something that you're getting it's like it's a part of the game like it's most clearly an element of the game that they 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 gave like a decent amount of consideration to whether or not it worked out i mean is another story because like I said, like the bosses like are so weird about that. Like if if you can get a couple seconds with the bosses not looking at you and attacking one of your like summons, then that's all time where like you could just sit behind them like wailing on them, like bleed yeah. critting or whatever, and then just you do just like go invisible. Yeah, like there's, they, there's so many weird invisible. elements. <laughs> so so like I, I don't know. I guess it's like a weird conversation of like what is good, like what is fair, like it, it. And and what frustrates me about this is that if I would say 
like we, we like you raise we like the, like when people are raising this up as like a difficult game or like the FromSoft games is difficult. Um, it's like there's no difficulty and there's no intended way to play the game. Something like you know if you're if you're gonna play like Devil May Cry or something or. I'm trying to think of like other like hard action RPGs that are like known for that kind of thing of like the harder difficulty like Dante must die like you play if you beat it like people are probably not talking to you about like oh what weapons did you use oh that's cheesing like you shouldn't have done that or like what strats you use like oh that's that's not fair because there's one way because like there's a balanced way to play it like there is a toolkit that they that they intentionally designed that everything kind of has a give and take trade off and that uh, there's a certain way that it should work and that everyone is playing on the same difficulty. They know, like, the boss mechanics. The boss has X amount of health. It always does. And with a Souls game, it's just so all over the place. Like There's there, so many variables. There's so many variables. It's like there are bosses that are trivialized by long-range combat. I'm not even talking about, like, let's not even talk about, like, like just a magic build or something like that. Um, the first, like, there's a mini boss you can find, like, right away. And... I found it right away, and I fought it a couple times, and I'm like, okay, I'm like kind of learning this. This is a difficult kind of thing. And then I was like, I wonder how much, because the samurai starts out with some flaming arrows, and I was like, I wonder how much this does to me. I'm going to hit it before it gets up to me. Like, I'm just, like, this isn't, uh, like, someone might be suddenly, like, cringe at that of, like, you're using arrows? Like, you're using the items? You never use items in this game. Like, there's th that is a, another layer of this kind of thing of, like, of like oh, items are cheap. Like, the, why did the developers make them? Like, are they cheap? I don't know. Like, this is complicated because I used to always feel like they were cheap. I wouldn't use consumables ever in old Souls games. Like, maybe I would use, sometimes I use, like, a flaming sword kind of thing, like sword grease or whatever. But I would rarely use consumables. Consumables I thought of as more of, like, a, like, a... Like, no, that's not for me. Like, I, I go in, I beat the boss with what I got on. Um, so this boss, this first boss I encounter, like, I have flaming arrows. I lost to it, like, three times. I'm like, I wonder how much the flaming arrow does. I'm going to hit it with it, hit him with it before he comes up to me. And the first time, like, I walk in the room, target him, hit him with the flaming arrow, and it does, like, a quarter of his health. And then he's still running up to me, and I'm just like, flaming arrow, flaming arrow, flaming arrow, and he died. And it was like this crazy moment. It's a fire, right? It's crazy. Crazy. It's the yeah, the fire arrow. I guess I don't know if it's like a bit like a higher amount of damage or just like you know he's like a, he's an early boss too, but um, uh, it's this weird thing of like I don't know. Did I do it? Like the, the, I I I suddenly had this great regret of like you didn't learn that boss. You didn't learn that boss. Like you didn't know anything about that. Not even really a boss. Like and this game will get you with that because that's not even really a boss, right? Yeah, you do say that thing that thing later, but but um, it's it, it's just like. I guess it's so weird and complex. Like, I, like I, I, I always thought magic was the same way. Like, I, I really did think like, like because the, the, for the same kind of like degree, like some bosses better than others are built for that. But most bosses are kind of like you know they want to get you up in their grill and they want to swing swords. And if you can back off and get them caught in an animation, then like you know like there's a lot of bosses that have like they'll they'll get stuck in a thing where it's like well they did the first hit. So now they always have to do hits two through four. And if you can get out of there far enough away, you can just start like pelting them with, with spells. Whereas with a dex build, you'd have to stand there, block that, like, like, or, like you have to roll that first hit, then wait a little bit, time for that next hit, and then time again. And then like there, none of these times have been opportunities for you to actually hit them. Um, but then there is the other element of like magic is a uh, resource that uh, you run out of as like as you're playing um 
like if you if you're doing the summoning thing it's it's usually like a whole bar of magic and um you have to uh versus the dex builds where there's not like you have to flask for health with magic you'll have to flask for health and for magic because you run out of magic quickly so like if you hit them a couple times like now you both need you need another opportunity to get away to do the magic in in general though i still think that like it is on the the easier side because this is the first time i've ever really done that um so i'm doing like a dex int and i'm also using a weapon that scales with int so i'm getting to play i'm getting to like have my cake and eat it too where i get to play that close up roly dex and then every once in a while i've stood back and what i've found is that they're are similarly bosses that like are there's this um one boss that's like a lizard and that's as much as i would say for him and he has like largely trivialized his like uh entire spell kit like can't really deal with range so um i had a trouble with him for a little bit and then i just switched all my potions to being magic and just stayed away from him and he really couldn't deal with it like he can't yeah. get he can't really get to you so and, and on the alternative side, there are some bosses where their poise can be broken really easily. So if you're just using a big weapon, there's a chance that you swing at it twice and then it just like staggers it. And and, you know, that's that is definitely the case of some of like the caster bosses uh, who are more resilient to magic. Yeah, I guess there's also like the degree of like is strength even a build in my mind? Like in the past, I would have maybe said no, like you're just holding up a shield like you're not reacting to things. You're not you're not like learning the boss patterns as much. I would have argued. It's so funny because Alex uh, was talking about how blocking sucks in this game because everything just like keeps hitting you where it's just like he's saying no matter how much uh, endurance or yeah, like no matter how much endurance he got, no matter how good his guard boost was, uh, he would always like eventually get guard broken and then he was saying there's this one ash of war that makes your guard really good, but it only lasts for 15 seconds. Why doesn't it last for a minute? And it and my thought on it, and this is my soul's elitism, is blocking is binary. Yes, that's what, that's no what I'm saying. To it. You hold up the shield. There's nothing more to it. Did I not? Ju- I just so, said that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So if it were just like I can block forever, I could block all of this boss's shit, then that's the that's the whole game. Like yeah. you're essentially say at that point, you're saying, I want a build that I don't have to time at all. I don't have to I learn. hold up my shield. And then and then when, when the boss stops attack, attacking, I hit it once and then I hold my shield up again. Yeah. And that would be bad. Right. So there has to be like this give and take. And the game doesn't want you to fat roll. Right. Like ultimately, you need to either have a, a roll with iframes or you need a parrying shield. One or the other. Like, you can't be fat rolling and not parrying because holding up a block won't help you. It's fascinating. And and if it did, then it would be so lame. Like, if you could really just, like, hold up a shield and get through the whole thing. And by the way, I watched him do some uh, fights, and he deals a a fuckload of damage. Like, he deals more damage than any other Souls build I've seen. And the idea of seeing him deal so much damage and then thinking... Man, my blocking sucks. This build sucks is hilarious. Oh, yeah, I mean. (laughs) He's got, like, this huge weapon. He's, like, four-shotting things. It's crazy. Yeah, I mean, mean, that's where I draw. Like, that's my, like, thoughts on this now is, like, these games are easy. Everyone has built-in things that make them harder. I, for, for so long, would have just, like, like, 
I, I, there's still a part of me that's just like, oh, you don't play dex builds? Okay, that's the way that the game was intended to be played. Like, you're you're making it easy for yourself by not playing dex. Like, dex, I could art, I could write a thesis. Or you're making it hard for yourself. I could, right? I could write a thesis on how dex is like, you have to learn boss mechanics. Like, by the time that you beat bosses in Souls games, if you're a dex player, like, you have to exactly no timing you know the windups on the sp on the attacks you learn the boss like inside and out you learn the timings for things and on your last run like you're like yeah this boss is easy i could probably do this a million fucking times in a row like i, I would i could speed run this game like i i could no hit this boss i bet like you you get to that to that point where you are like you know that that boss's mechanics inside and out and versus like another build versus like a strength build it's like do you learn anything i don't know like you hold I, I think, you hold it so up till it goes down here's where i'm at with that though i think you do right because you learn which of these attacks do i have to dodge which of these attacks can i block right like because you can't block them all and there a shield will not block uh like all of an elemental damage so if you're fighting a boss like margit that has like elemental daggers has this elemental hammer and you just have your great shield it's getting through those like it's it's dealing damage to you if you're blocking so and also if you're playing ranged you can't go to the end of the arena and shoot right because glintstone uh has uh, a range to it it's a it's a it's a reasonable range like it could hit things pretty far away uh but it magic has a long wind up so there is still like if it's doing this combo, I can get away and I can get in a little bit of glintstone. And maybe the boss is weak to it. Maybe it's not. Maybe I'm going to have to expend like all of my glintstone. At what point can I get away and flask? I, I think that you are learning mechanics with every boss, but it's a different experience for all the bills, right? Like I think that you're learning the boss in a different way of like, this is like some builds are like, this is what I can parry. I know that this boss has a couple of parryable attacks. What I recently learned uh, by looking at some mechanics videos is that in Elden Ring, you parry the boss's hand and not their weapon, which means you have to be like really close to them to parry them. So I, I think that that's pretty interesting. And I, I, I think that when you play these different builds, you do start to understand the weaknesses and you will see, oh yeah, there's like with a great shield, this, this specific boss fight is like totally invalidated. But then maybe it's like, oh, I fought uh, this boss that was like, it could move around really quickly. So I'm in like this fat armor. I could never get up to it. And it kept like zipping around, casting magic. I, my shield can't block magic like that. So I just like kept getting hit. And, you know, I just wish that I were playing a faster character that could just like get up on the boss and like break its poise or something. But I can't. I certainly think yeah. there's an element. I think more so than ever, too. Like, I think that the tuning is more, more there to allow for, like, these builds to ha to work with the bosses a little bit more so than they, they might have in the past. So I think overall, yeah, yeah I like I, I could I could see that argument of, like, the the builds have their own things that they're trying. They're learning it in a different way that is not just my caveman decks. Yeah. Um, you, you roll the attack and then you... And it's interesting when, when it gets to things like... Um... You know, if you're a strength build, then you're carrying like these different shields because you need to figure out like what type of like abilities does the boss have? I'm going to have to swap in like this shield that has uh, maybe it has less guard boost, so it's going to break my poise easier, but it's got more like thunder resistance and, and that could be good. Uh, and with magic, it's like uh, how slow a spell can I use? 
do I need to switch to like faster, like swifter spells that are going to deal less damage? Or are there specific openings where I can cast like my meteors or something like that? Yeah. I would say that. Uh, can I say something? Uh, can I say that? Uh, I I'm just going to put this out there. Uh, this is the easiest Souls game, right? I said that. Yeah, we said that. It's we the agree. easiest one, right? I just want to make sure that we did say that because if you're using all the tools that this game gives you, though, it is the easiest. Yeah. I mean, there, it's, it, it, is, it is just so fascinating. It is like these games just like people's brain, I think, instantly creates this set of rules of like, you don't use consumables. This is the build that is legit. And this is the build that's not legit. And co-op is allowed or not. And with Ashes of War, it just creates another element of like, no, you're not allowed to like not Ashes of War, but summoning ashes, right? Yeah, summoning ashes. Uh, like like uh, you're you're not allowed to um summon ashes on a like summon a like like the a friend kind of. Uh, it's so it's summoning ashes. Uh, what is is that the way? Is that, yeah. Okay. Summoning you're ashes. not allowed to to summon ashes on a boss unless there's two bosses, because then that's not fair. Because then, then it's not fair for me. So then, so then you can use a summon. Like hearing people's brains, how they instantly like allow and dis disallow things is fascinating. I mean, because yeah, because I've been doing it for a decade. I know I've been doing it for a decade. So and the people who think that um, these games are hard are I, also probably the people who are using everything afforded to. I, I yeah. think that the 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 fewer. The, the, the more constraints you put on yourself, the less difficult you think these games are uh, because you learn, you know, yeah, that there is ways to make this game simpler. Uh, there are also some things in this game that I really uh, do love that we haven't really spoken much about. I I love the item crafting in this game. Uh, it's essentially a system that makes it feel like items are no longer finite. And it used to be that, you know, the items became infinite when they showed up at vendors. And that's sort of it uh, in, in previous Souls games. So there there is a time in Souls games where uh, certain arrows are of limited quantity. So people would be apprehensive to pick up a bow because they don't really like the idea of, I only get 25 of this arrow. And if I fuck up on the boss on it, that's it. And, and that's going to be a problem for a lot of people. So... This game is really interesting because one of the rewards that you're regularly finding is these cookbooks, uh, which are granting you access to new um, things that you could craft. 50% of them are arrows. So if you love arrows and crossbows and bows, then like this finding cookbooks is probably really exciting for you. But but some of them are like uh, healing items like poison and like scarlet rot. I, when you... When you played old Souls games, I assume you at least used consumables. Yeah, to I, heal used, like I used poison, I used I right? used consumables to heal like bleeding or or rot or like you know stuff like that. Like that so the only like a fire pot. The only I, I used I I would use the consumable to like deal more damp to like you know weaponize your sword sometimes. Um, yeah. and uh, I would also yeah use like different consumables to to deal with status elements. Yeah, so there are now um, these perfumes that you can get, which do one of two things. Uh, there's like these attack perfumes, which like send out a mist and then will deal some type of like elemental ailment. You could use them to like easily stack up um, like poison or rot on something. You could use like a lightning one to target 
specific weak spots, like you down an enemy, you hit it with like a spark mist. But then there's also these like buffing ones. There's a perfume uh, that cuts the next attack you get hit with in half and boosts your resistance to uh, like physical damage for an amount of time. Yeah, there's also the so, wondrous physic too. And then there's the wondrous physic, which is a reusable perfume essentially, where every time you rest, you get a perfume back uh, and you're finding these components that you mix together to create uh, different forms of this uh, wondrous physic. It's essentially a flask that you get to choose what it does. Maybe you want it to like heal half your magic and half of your HP. Maybe you want it to uh, increase your magic damage and negate the next time you get hit. You can also turn it into a bomb and just like throw it at enemies. So a lot of options on it. You could yeah. use it to like stack up like um like frost on an enemy, which is useful because uh, if something gets like the frost ailment on them, they have decreased attack and decreased defense. So stuff like that. Yeah, the wondrous physic is cool. But more than ever, the game is encouraging you to use all of its system because it's making all of its systems uh, feel less finite, right? Like crafting makes items less finite. These um, you get at some point, and this is a not really much of a spoiler, but you get access to respecking in this game, which is I think important for people to know. Like you will eventually get to respec, and you will get the drop that lets you respec off of an enemy you encounter later on. So I have ten respecs. There's a there's a fight that I got into where I'm like my build, my magic here is doing nothing. I respect fully into strength and vigor, killed the boss, and then respect back. And and I, I I'm sure that that is uh, not kosher for some player. Of like, well, that's not the way the game is. You just cheesed it. But you know, this is a game that that is really giving you more options than ever to, yeah. to sort of fix it. And that's why I don't think that it's a a particularly challenging game. Uh, and that's fine. Yeah, I don't, I'm not saying that I'm, I, I don't say that the challenge that it's the easiest Souls game and that yeah. like invalidates it in any way. The game is as hard it's the as best I want it to be. Souls game. Yeah, it's the best Souls game still. Like it, it probably I think that I have to say that like I, Bloodborne was my favorite before that. Um, I think in a lot. I think that it is kind of interesting for me, though, to think about like I think that the moment to moment is usually um, like this game is the size, the scope, the what you're doing, how much fun, you know, everything is, like, is astounding. But I think that, like, I really wish that the combat were a little bit less Dark Souls 3. And uh, I think that's, like, one of my major complaints is, like, the major kind of, like, other than the, the, the world and the size and the gorgeous, like, how gorgeous it is, um, I feel like they're, uh, you know, it, it feels like they kind of ported over uh dark souls 3 style of combat the even like the weapons swing in similar ways you in the beginning you're probably going to start out with a weapon that you've already known before and for the first like 20 hours you'll get you know the great sword and the shimitar and the rapier and you know how these weapons work like you'll know exactly the way that they swing you know how many hits that like they have in a combo you know what their heavy attack looks like they work all the same and it doesn't feel like they did as much 
like like it, it, with magic it feels like they gave a lot they they made all these different types of schools of magic that are really interesting and there's there it feels like there's a lot of new magic to use and that summons are this new element that also play a little bit into magic because like you know maybe an int build would be more interested in putting more mind the more having a, a bigger mana bar than like decks yeah. like like a dex I, I build wonder, is gonna... I, I wonder if like there are some like colossal weapons that have arts that consume a lot of uh fp to use i'm sure there are i mean i've, I've gotten some like later on but I, I a lot of them maybe i can't use but um the point being is that like it feels uh, i still get the feeling um you know 50 hours into the game that that magic got a little bit more of a look than than dex and strength did um because i think that a big thing for dex and strength in this game is ashes of war which is a fascinating system it's amazing and it goes you you were talking before about how you can kind of like you you said weapon crafting and uh then went into more of the crafting talk of like the item crafting but for weapon crafting like you know you can this this game is gonna have you're gonna go very high level higher than you've ever gone in a souls game and um, you're, you're probably going to go into like a multiple different stats and there's so many items in this game. Like this game really rewards a lot of different builds. Like in maybe in previous games, you would say more of like, I'm an int build and I'm just going to go and int. like you just put st- everything into that main stat. And maybe you have a substat on the side, but you don't think as much about it. And in this game, more than ever, um, there's like you're kind of putting your eggs into different baskets. And there's a lot of like there's dex int weapons and there's, uh, you know, faith strength weapons and faith int and, uh, you know, whatever you can think of. There's a lot of like oh, those those um, damage stats like int strength, dex, faith, those kind of like there's usually like a two of those combo for everyone. Like there's something you can go in to be like, you know, Dex Faith is maybe a weirder one, but but um, uh, th- no, there's uh, scythes or Dex so, Faith. Yeah, so there's <laughs> so there's there's stuff for there's there's a little bit of reward for every different build. And Ashes of War, you can make it so that especially as you get further in the game and you get these like upgrades that allow you to modify basic weapons. Um, like, you know, your, your, like what I did early on was, was modify Shimitar to be bloody Shimitar. And then it's scaling with Dex Arcane and you can take, you know, a great sword and you're going, you know, Galloway's going faith strength, and then you can modify it with a holy, um, uh, ashes of war to make it so that it scales now with faith as well. And ashes of war are, it's the, like, it's it's a one thing equipped to the weapon. Some weapons, colossal weapons, um, uh, have a set um, ashes of war. It's usually like a boss weapon that it's like you know when you hit um, L two, uh, you know it, it does one of the boss attacks. Tons of butterflies come out and hug everyone around you, um, and that's set. But for a regular weapon, for like a basic weapon, like a rapier or a shimitar or something like that, um, you can apply a ash of an ash of war and change it like it might have a starting ash of war where it's a basic thing you know the shimitar just spins around and attacks the starting uh ash of war for a katana is that you sheath the katana and then you get to like do a quick draw and attack for extra damage um these things use your mat your mana so everyone in this game kind of needs maybe uh, to use mana a little bit even like you know the 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 non-magic builds um and uh this is kind of the major new element to combat um and it doesn't feel like enough always 
like there's some really crazy game breaking ones that people use that make you maybe change the way you move around the world or um, yeah there's like the quick step like invisibility ones there's one that is a it is a built-in parry where like you use it and then if your character gets hit they like teleport into the air and grow wings and like (laughs) like strike enemies from above some of those might be like spoilery but there's a crazy there's some crazier things you can do but i just kind of wish that there was like another like almost like i wish that there was like a for magic you have a wheel like a like you choose the magic spell that you want to cast and then you cast it and i kind of wish that there was a little bit more like i kind of wish i almost had a movement spell and a weapon spell because you know just having like it, it being like the you know this is dark souls not even bloodborne like bloodborne had the trick weapons and like tons of different you know, there's so many unique ways to play with the trick weapons, and it really frustrated me going from Bloodborne to Dark Souls 3, because Bloodborne, like, the movement is way more fun. Like, you're you're, you're, qu- you're stepping around really quickly. The weapons have two different forms, and the weapons have usually have all these combos where it's, like, light, light, heavy, and then when you do the heavy, it's snap. Like, it's a part of a combo where, like, you light, light, and then snap into the heavy, the the other form of it and change it. So there's all these things, like, like learning a weapon in Bloodborne, like, you could, you really would in Bloodborne, like, pick a weapon and kind of stick to it for the rest of the game in a lot of cases, because they were so much more complex and so much more interesting and in this game the way that you play with the weapons is that there's a light attack there's a heavy attack there's an ash of war and you're probably not going to do any of that because for a lot of the cases you're going to do a jump heavy attack which is by far the most optimal thing you can do because it deals the it basically deals the damage of a heavy attack without the big wind up and yeah, there's all and that all is also dependent on weapons. There are also like um backstepping attacks that are different depending on weapon and some weapons have like unique backstep attacks or stuff like that. It, it but it, it, I have to and say there's that the guard counters and as far as like weapons go until you start getting to like maybe colossal weapons and I like my build so far. I've never gone int. I'm doing int and dex and because of it I like I said before like I get to I get to throw in a little bit of magic here and there. Yeah. I get to <clears throat> throw up like magic swords and you know throw a little magic beam and then get in and then do some damage or bleed with my katana and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. And so, and if you're using like a like a dagger or something in your main hand and uh and like a staff in your left hand, you can put like quick step and like different types of teleport moves on your dagger as an art of war. And then you sort of like have this like magical traversal ability and you have your magic in your staff. True. But again, it kind of leans into this thing I'm saying where it's like, if it, it, it sucks a little bit. Like I, I, I think the ashes of war is phenomenal. It's, it's an amazing system. I wish that I interacted with it more. Like it, it just like in these, these games, like you're usually going to build up one weapon a lot like you're you're going to have your one weapon that has its one ash of war attack and i kind of wish that there was they played into this element a little bit more i kind of wish that there was like an ash of war for mobility an ash of war a defensive ash of war that it's like maybe you could have a roguish one where you phase out for a second and because of that you can just like evade a hit while standing still or you have a defensive one that's like your poise is higher so if you're using a shield you'll block better and then you have you know your ash of war for your weapon so that way it's like you feel like you can make more of a diverse, interesting build that is like combining movement, defensive options, and and offensive Ash of War. But as it stands currently, you want that you want it all on one weapon. 
Is that I, right? No, I mean, like, it wouldn't even be, like, maybe the other things would be tied to you. Like, maybe it'd be tied to, like, like you have a defensive thing equipped and an offen- and, and a movement thing equipped, and then you have an offensive thing tied to your weapon. I mean, you, maybe if they want to go that crazy and have it so that, like, every every weapon has like has those built in so you suddenly like you have your dagger out and you have your like quick step and your phase out and your dagger like like throw dagger thing and then you swap over quickly to your shimitar when you get close and then you have your shimitar like blood attack and you have a bloodhound like phase out tell like mini teleport blink and yeah you like i, I think that like building that kind of stuff would make it just it, it would have been a bigger step in 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 a new direction whereas right now it it really feels like all the time and development was meant was 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 spent on making this a phenomenal like incredible open world and experience and give players yeah. and, and you have to like part of me you know playing this game thought how do you how do you build something else like what comes after this? Like this is on such a massive scale. Like uh, one of the things that I've been impressed with is there are er- there's areas that I've gone through that are like they didn't have to put this like this. This is like so large. It's like not part of the main quest. It's here. It's so awesome. And it, it's crazy to me to think about like the discussion that came along of like, what is the intent behind this besides it being like very cool? And, and when I think about what's next, I think about this game was developed at the same time that Sekiro was. So there are parts of these games that have informed each other, uh, but not all the way. Sekiro has some of the things that you're talking about um, with having like these multiple abilities. And it makes me wonder if maybe the next version of this uh, is the best of Elden Ring uh, with some of the combat philosophy of a Sekiro. Yeah, I think that that would be for me like, like I, I, I did have that thought early on of like literally where do you go from here? Is FromSoft done with this style of game? Because I don't know Our what you armored do. Armored Core, right? It's just you just go to you just rebuild Armored Core. But I guess the answer is like if you can do a if they wanted to go for like a different world, a different vibe, maybe maybe you go away from dark fantasy and you go like the same way that Bloodborne is like this like uh not gothic I don't even know uh, like this different like um. Uh, vibe, uh, this Victorian era, like weird, you know, tricorn hats um, uh, and werewolves. Um, I like. I would love to see dark fantasy. I would love to yeah. see a, them take on a new thing that's not dark fantasy, and I would love to see them make combat that feels better. Because I think that they could. Obviously, I think they could do that. I don't think that combat took the step into the next gen the way that everything else feels like it did. Um, yeah. I, I really feel like they could do a little bit more. I also, I also, you know, getting the feeling that like in the int builds, I feel like a little bit more could be done there as well. Like I would almost like to see some sort of like quick summon incantation-y kind of thing, because I don't know if there is a way around it, but like, I, I don't think that like when you start getting more of the slots for spells, you get to a point where it's like, I have my, you know, big nuky kind of spell. I have my little damage, but ranged pull an enemy kind of spell. I have my um, phalanx spell where it's like, if I'm going to be up in their grill, I can just cast this while I'm dodging them, then get back in their grill, then do a big hit of damage with the, the phalanx attack. Um, so I have different spells, 
But then at some point, it's like, I don't need more of this. And it's taking me forever to scroll th through these. I almost want to want Int and Face to feel a little bit differently from a core, you know, like kind of feeling of like, maybe they work in different ways. Maybe like um, one of them can like, hurt you or something and like have like a blood kind of payoff to it or like they could have like arcane I think there spells is that that's i think that spells well medium. well i know that arcane has especially blood of war ashes of war have spells that hurt you but um yes and that's uh, magic that does it as well that uses but um, but it'd be cooler to have arcane. like maybe a bigger separation of like maybe um you know faith is stuff where um it it it, it like would have you know buffs to yourself and maybe into stuff where it's like you almost have like an incantation for it of like if you can get away and then and then you have it slotted to be like up up left right and then you do that and then you throw like because because there, there there's something like weird about it i guess it i guess this is an element of this outdated kind of system that's like this binary like you choose the spell and then you just hit the button and then he raises his it does the staff one thing and it does the thing and it just, there's something where it's like, I, I almost want there to be more of a visceral impact to it. Like, I want it to be like, you know, like you, like you learn Meteor and then Meteor becomes like, well, you have, uh, you know, a uh, gravity beam and then you do like gravity beam rock and it creates Meteor and like, like something like that where it's like you feel like you got something out of it rather than just like i scroll through it and then i hit the button and then like he raises the staff and he throws the thing and like it, there's something about it that like i think that even in that element like or like a mini quick time something where it differentiates it and it doesn't feel so just like binary because this is the way that they've always done this like demon souls i i don't i forget like how much magic really was in demon souls because magic was kind of lame then you had to like um you know like slot in like how many uh yeah, you spells got like you are 10, even allowed to like use. 10 casts of a spell. There's there's some interesting stuff in terms of like there are magical like parries. There are things that will like suck up spells that come towards you and reverse them. So I, I mean, I, I think in that way, there's like some interesting magic. But yeah, it is true that one spell does one thing. But I, I do feel like I have like a large magic toolkit of like I have a spell that will make me turn invisible. This spell will make it so that uh enemies coming towards me will be like slowed and and you know things like that yeah i i just i just feel like some of the i i i again this is a 10 out of 10 game i could i could write a book on the amount of problems i have with this game and still call it a 10 out of 10 because like there is really never the way it, in which it combines these elements like there's nothing ever been like it and the you, you know like joy the the open world exploration the how it just it is like being in, I guess, like a Lord of the Rings movie or something. Like, there's nothing that, like, the open world and the size and scope of it and how often it shocks you with that and the the sheer, like, the amount of builds. Like, in a lot of ways, like, outside of these kind of issues, which, again, like, I have many, but, like, I... I like it's such a pinnacle of this design of like you could go in any direction with your stats you could go in any direction in the world you could take combat in any direction you could you know do all these things like the the, the amount the amount of like elements of this game of crafting of perfumes of the wondrous physic of like there there is so much like that is thought about in every that, that like so much thought that i'm giving to every moment to like areas that i want to return to to secrets that i feel like i haven't found the answer to yet uh like there's yes. there's so much like the world just feels like unbelievably you know immense in a way that 
it, it kind of feels like the kind of game where like we'll be hearing about weird ass things that people found in a year you know there'll be a thing that's like oh you know this shack that in the wilderness like if you you know get to a certain part of the game and then it's nighttime and we haven't talked about a day and night cycle like there's there's nighttime bosses and stuff like that like it feels like there's parts like i go to areas of this world and it feels like there's something here but i can't figure out what it is I don't know if I can find it yet, but like uh, try finger butthole. Yeah, know? try finger butthole. Like there's so many parts of this game that it's like it, it is just like astounding. Like there is uh, has there ever been a single player game that like just can, you know, isekai you almost into it the way that this game is based on its just size and scope like a a game that has this many unique moments in like 200, 300 hours of a single player experience like is there i don't i like don't have an answer to that i mean i i I played breath of the wild for 100 hours and it's like one of my favorite games of all time and that 100 hours was phenomenal and it's just like constantly making you feel like you're experiencing these new wild things and the uh, the experience of beginning in that is just like you're going on this journey where like few games can cause you to have that sense of adventure and like this game is just like all the time it's crazy it's crazy how often it's just like this you feel like you're seeing these like new wild areas or new things and new experiences in this game it it almost makes me want to go back to breath of the wild at some point and play through uh some of the dlc yeah i've been wanting to do that too maybe um i know that breath of the wild 2 might be out this year yeah and i feel like i like i am in the mood for this kind of like wild open world thing and and i i want to like say this too is like i i I don't think that there's a fantastic answer for this kind of thing, but we were talking before about like it sucks to, you know, not get something for your build. I think that the Nintendo, you know, Mario Odyssey and Breath of the Wild, it's afforded to them that like everything is for you. There's no stats in it. So if you find a crazy thing and you get a new piece of armor that makes it so you can climb better or a new thing that makes it so you take less fire damage or you find a magic ability that makes you jump really high in the air or something like that or you even find like some of these consumable things that break like the weapons or items or or you find more health or something like everything you find every challenge you do is for you and it does kind of like i don't know the answer to it like uh you know with with from with the with this game maybe it's just a time like you, as you spend more time in the game i don't expect as much anymore um, I don't expect that every boss is going to give me something. And now when it does, like I go five hours without getting anything and 10 hours without getting anything. And then you get something and then you're like, oh, wow, this is really interesting. Um, but in the beginning, it's a little frustrating. I kind of wish in the beginning, maybe that was heightened a little bit. Like every, around every corner is a new Dexy thing, is a new strengthy thing, is a new, um, you know, magic sorcery kind of thing. And they just kind of like put that out, breadcrumb that a little bit more so you're feeling like I'm finding new things and then they slow that down to like, well, you're not going to get yeah. new, something new I, all the time. I have found weapons that have made me be like, I got a respec. Yeah. <laughs> like, I want to try this, like, strength arcane. The sort like, of, give of knight? Me. Yeah. Yeah. Like, legendary kind of weapons that you can find early on that are just like, what the hell is this? Why, like, if I found that weapon that Sean found earlier, um, uh, I probably would have suddenly been like, forget my build. This is the yeah. thing that I am now. So. Yeah, for sure. That's the video game. That is the video game. We also there played KOF, but that's we, not even... We could I feel talk like about, but... Yeah. But you already know about League of Legends. Um, Valorant, Yoru got a rework. It's that's good. That's a good rework. All the Reyna players just play Yoru now. Um, Brimstone got a rework. It's awesome. Love it. Great Feels time. To, great time to play Valorant, actually, because they nerfed the Astra. The best which, meta. 
which actually is, is right now. This is which, the best meta. They, I feel like they usually make the new thing the best meta, and I would agree with you. This is probably one of the best times to play Valorant. Uh, there's better diversity within roles right now than there has ever been. I really love that um, the, the, the controllers have more options, and they made them feel yeah. fun. And I think with the, you and I were talking about this on a previous podcast of like, how do you make the smoke fun? Because smoking is binary. Like you learn, you smoke, you know, heaven and you smoke X entrance and then that's it. Then you push in. So you have to make the, the you have to put more power onto the rest of their kit knowing that yes. like there's only going to be one controller on the, the field. So what they did was they made it so that like, you know, Omen's teleport is very fast. It's now it's almost a kind of thing you can do in combat. Like, you know, teleport behind someone and kill them. And it like, it feels great. It feels way better than before. People are using it in more actiony moments. Um, Brimstone, the, the, uh, the stim beacon got a movement speed boost. So you can throw it down and people are shooting faster and running faster and you can death ball and the smoke's got a longer range. So these characters have like more power on their kit outside of it. Asher got nerfed slightly. Thank God, because there was, we were at a point where it was like, can you describe can you justify not playing Astra over any other controller on any map, you know? And now there's a little exactly. bit more, there's more of a conversation. So that role is more fun. Um, Yoru used to really not be a character. He is a character now. So these kind of things are great. Next, I think that, next up, maybe we see something for Phoenix, right? Yeah. I, would be, I, I, I still like, I still enjoy that character greatly, but it would be kind of cool to see him get a rework to put him more back in the meta. I do think that at some point, I wonder if there's a conversation, a greater conversation to be had about like our, we seeing um power creep a little bit like like all the care like you, you they built a character like brimstone and he's this you know this level of good of, of, of he had this baseline level of like he is good and he's a little bit better um for smoking off one zone than than omen would be and then we got you know these newer controllers and then omen got better and it was like well why would you ever play brimstone and then astra came out and it's like well why would you ever play the other characters and then at this point it's like they had to keep making Brimstone better to the point where, like, you can't release characters of that quality anymore. Um, but then I guess there's always the conversation where it's like, well, what's better than Jet? And Jet was a launch character, and she keeps getting nerfed, and it's still good. We'll see. I don't want to talk about other games. I don't want to talk about other games, because we spent two hours talking about Elden Ring. Yeah. We'll talk about Triangle Strategy next time. All Triangle Strategy, baby. Yes. And Kirby is coming out. Yeah. I don't know if I'm going to play it. I'm going to play it. It looks fantastic. Uh, demo's out. You could check it out. Take us away. WTDG podcast. What's the deal with games for the week of March 13th? We missed Mario Day. Uh, may the March 13th be with you. You know, uh, you could find us online at WTDGpodcast.com, on Twitter at sign WTDG podcast or on your favorite podcast software. Your podcast like or Zune or Spotify. Zune. Um, you thank you. Follow the show. Thank you, Ryan Galloway and Bumper for the Review music. the show. We use the intro and outro. You can get it off the new album, Pop Songs 2020. You can find them on YouTube where you can find links to their merch. I own the uh, shirt and I own the, the record. And I always like to say, you know, this has been a pretty engaging and interesting discussion about Elden Ring. Right now we're at 4.6 stars on iTunes. And if you could just help us out, leave a review, help us get down to 4.4 stars. We should advertise I'd really appreciate sometime. that. Thanks, Thank you, Ryan. James. Oh, what do we have? Sometimes we have a thing. We just don't have it yet. Um, try finger butthole. <laughs> 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 Fuck, that is so dumb. <laughs> oh. Hidden path. Hidden path ahead. 
Yeah, uh, uh, you don't know this, but Hidden Path Ahead, if you wait for after the credits, um, the, the real WTDG, the real WTDG starts then. Wasn't that a message? Like, yeah, the real Dark Souls starts now. Yeah. The real WTG starts now. Try finger button.